Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're listening from. Uh, It's great to have you back. Welcome to 2022. A new season, new year for Red, White and Blue Jays. Uh, Thank you so much for everybody. I I know I say this every time, but thank you so much for everybody who's just feeding back and just giving me thumbs up and uh, how much you've enjoyed the first six episodes that we did last year. I'm, I'm thrilled that we've got a whole load of people lined up coming into 2022 so hopefully there'll be plenty for you to um to listen into and hear other people's stories remember if you want to you want to come on and have a chat and just tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you came to follow the jays and and some of the memories that you have please do get in touch with me all the contact details will be at the end of the pod as usual course into a new year just having come through Christmas I hope everybody stayed safe we've had a little bit of COVID in and around our family uh, but I hope everybody else was uh, was was generally well and that Santa was very kind to you and that perhaps you've got a few Blue Jays goodies in your stockings love to hear about that as well now to kick off 2022 there is no other family that I can think of that is more appropriate to get our New Year's uh, pods up and running than the Domingos Shipley family. Guys, welcome. Mike, we've got tonight Mike and Sandy and Lauren. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me tonight. Right, yeah, it's nice to see you. It's, it's, uh, we, we've known each other a long time. Feels like a long time. Um, it probably is <laughs> probably six or, six or so years, I think, if I, if I remember rightly. Maybe even a bit longer, actually. I, I remember first, I think we first connected across the Facebook group, if I remember rightly. And Sandy, so many you will particularly know, because uh, she was our poster lady, uh, literally and, and figuratively for certainly one season. Guys, do you want to just give us a little introduction to you, your family, uh, what you're doing in life? Uh, I think most people probably know that you're up in Leeds, but um, yeah, Mike, just kick us off. Tell us a little bit about the, the Shipley family. As you say, we're we're up in Leeds. Um, obviously, our connection to Toronto and the Blue Jays is through Sandy, who grew up in Toronto. Um, we kind of got into it as a family, probably since when we started going there on a holiday in t- sort of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I previously wasn't really interested in baseball at that point. I was into other sport, lots of other sports, including other American sports, but until I got there and I kind of had a team to follow and could watch it every night, start to understand the rules a bit more. Um, hadn't really got into it until that point. But then from that point, yeah. um, it came this sort of a family thing. We'd go back to Toronto and we'd all follow the Jays. Yeah, I, I feel quite lucky that our kids really love sports. We're a very sports family. That's our hobby, um, whether it's basketball or baseball. So for me, it's quite exciting that my kids like to follow something that I grew up with even though we're not there. And obviously technology enables us to do that even more. I remember when um, the games used to be on a Saturday, like at 1 p.m., we'd always order pizza and we'd watch it on TV because it was like 6 p.m. here. So it it became very much a weekly thing and we enjoyed it, yeah. Obviously you grew up in Toronto, um, Sandy. 
what age did you can you remember what your like your first game that you went to how old you were because I, I think to remember you, you talk about the world series certainly that you were around for I've always been a sports fan. So I was the only one who ever did um, card trading, you know, you know, hockey and baseball as, you know, in school, I was the only girl that did it. So I was always a sports fan. So I would probably say from the age of six, seven, because it was on TV. um, And yeah, and obviously the hype of obviously when we won the World Series just really exploded. And, and since then, I've just followed it even more intensely, but I'm one of those sports fans, like I said to you before, where it's more about the enjoyment of the atmosphere than remembering specifics that happen, unless it's something like the bat flip or something, do you mm. know what I mean? Where it's very iconic. Um, that's where Mike and I are very different. Do you know what I mean? Like he, I always ask him, do you remember what happened? And he always remembers, but I don't. So, sure. but yeah, it's, it's just always been there. It's always been part of my life in a way. I don't know any time when I didn't follow them on TV yeah. or go to a school trip type thing so how old were you on your at your first game do you remember i was around eight okay eight years old yeah and um the place looked so much obviously as you're an adult things it's obviously quite a big place but when you're small it's even ginormous yeah so um but yeah it's so many good memories there it was always a fun atmosphere for me and i and that's why i love sport because once you're there you forget about everything that's happening outside and you just if you're surrounded by great fans then it makes the game more enjoyable sure did you go to the exhibition stadium or was it do you already remember sky day yeah it's it's it i I did I, i vaguely remember it um my memory isn't very great from when I, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those that I just enjoy the atmosphere. It's more, you know, meeting with other fans in, in a school trip type thing. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was about it really. Excellent. Now I, I remember, I think it was the 2015 season when you created these A1 size posters. And I remember it going across our Facebook group and you kept putting up these different designs of uh, what do you think about this guys what do you think about this and and then there's this sort of whole I, I can't remember how many weeks you were out there because it was quite a long time where we got onto this whole crazy poster lady hashtag yeah um, and and we kept it, it was like a it was a new sport that we were trying to spot any of you guys at the at the ballpark on tv to see whether we could spot you with your poster and I remember seeing various clips on different games of of all of you uh, with with your posters so i mean lauren you, you can you can you remember throwing those posters up and and, and stuff T- tell me what you remember of that time uh, i don't really like remember that much but i just like remember like these massive things i used to kind of be a bit embarrassed because like <laughs> i kind of felt bad for the Never. people behind us that like, getting a massive poster in front of their face but the thing is, I remember the most popular poster was the Texas Rangers when we got a poster for Texas Rangers game and Texas Rangers fans wanted to take a picture with it. So at one point I didn't have it with me. It just kept on kind of being taken. And then somebody eventually brought it back to me. But it was a bit of fun. I had no idea that people would like really take it that seriously or it would go down that well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of fun at the time. I thought, why not? You know, just totally. With with Mike and Lauren perhaps having a little bit more of a British accent than you, Sandy, uh, did did the guys pick up in the ballpark that you you were from the UK? Was it was it something that they is where you first sort of 
did a little tinkering with the um with the, the Blue Jays emblem and putting the, the Union jacket uh, yeah. where the Canadian maple leaf is. Did did they pick up those UK? Two of the posters had the UK Blue Jays type logo. And one of them, my kids were holding it and then they got approached by the um, City TV cameras um, because they're like, oh, British people, you know, coming to watch the games, et cetera. So because even though in those days, I don't think it was very known that there was a big Blue Jays fan base um, in in the UK. So I think it was a bit of intrigue. And then obviously with social media growing and so and obviously the work that you do, et cetera, I think it's become more, um, you know, a bit more aware and i remember when um i managed to get shapiro to do a video for the fans yeah that was pretty it. cool you know i still have it on my phone I'm like did i really get it but he was really nice so it just yeah it was just one of those things that you know i wanted people to be aware and that was kind of the idea behind it, is that i want people to be aware that there is such an awesome community of blue jays fans um in, in the uk and that's kind of where a little bit of the idea came from with the posters yeah yeah. Uh, and Mike, you, you were very quietly sitting in the background. I, I remember on a lot of the photos with Sandy uh, waving these these posters around and, and you just, uh, yeah, that's you get Thanks on with it. Game. Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was playing the game situation and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> being oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So just tell me about uh, your background then, Mike, in terms of sport, because um, I, I know just over the over the years, you, you've mentioned a couple of things in terms of uh, you are very statistically orientated, aren't you, when it comes to sport? Where, where did that passion come from? Um, yes, yeah, always been a bit of a sports nerd, and we were always been a big sort of a game playing family. So I've grown up playing games and being into sports. So the natural kind of combination of those things was doing things like fantasy football and betting, you know, yep. kind of professionally um, and that kind of thing. So that's kind of where it where it came from and yeah where it, how it manifested yeah and so how's that how's that sort of tripped over into baseball have you sort of continue is it just an enjoyment now or is it something you still dabble with professionally it's not really an option because the uh the bookies won't <laughs> don't take my money anymore but oh, um, really but yeah i still do the fancy baseball with the guys yeah. in the facebook group um yeah. so I have a bit of fun with those guys but yeah not not especially not as no. seriously as I, I used to. Yeah. But for me, what I enjoy, like, especially with Lauren, is that Lauren um, has a, a very numbers mind. So sometimes they're talk. Mike and Lauren will be talking about like the, the, the league tables. all that. And for me, it's quite interesting to watch because I'm completely opposite. Like I said, I'm about just the game and the atmosphere and the moment. And it's quite nice that in a way, Mike's got somebody that, kind of does see things like him maybe not to obviously his level you know because he was younger but to still have that interest I remember when Pav came over a few years ago obviously and she knew so much of the the statistics that were on the you know the west coast and these and it's like how do you know who's got the average of 500 on this she was in like that so it was quite interesting to see that my son, he's a bit like that. He's always enjoyed, you know, sort of Premier League stats and stuff and going into to watch the Jays play and, and then becoming a very statistically based sort of sport. It, was, it just ticked a few boxes for him. And, and, and I think there's just one way of enjoying a game, isn't it? You know, we all have different things that we remember. 
different experiences. So you talk about the backflip game. Uh, I can't remember. Were you there for that game or were you were you back? No, here? but we were up and we were watching <laughs> Mike putting his what 12 30 a.m. alarm clock to uh, <laughs> couldn't 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 miss. Yeah. Yeah, because you you watch pretty much every game, don't you, Mike? Because you do have a very strict regime. Um, <laughs> I did, particularly when the kids were young. So when they would wake up during the night, I kind of got into a rhythm of putting the J's on. And then even when they weren't waking up, I was still in that rhythm. And I was getting up and so I'd go to sleep first, get um, as much sleep as I possibly could, maybe three, four, five hours. Yeah. And then watch the game and then try and get a couple more hours sleep before work. And that and that included the Raptors games as well, because obviously at one point, like Mike would fall asleep at 8 p.m. or something and then wake up at midnight and then have two hours sleep before he has to wake up. And he did that for such a long time for like four or five seasons. It was just solid like that. Uh, my hat hat off to you. Uh, I, I presume that's not quite the case now then. You, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> especially, especially with work being more, um, demanding. more intense and a bit more demanding and everything else. And <laughs> the kids, you know, as your kids get older and they stay up later than you, uh, that's the next, <laughs> that's the next season of life, and then you know they're coming in late, just as the games are either starting, and then they're coming in even later when the game's finishing. Uh, so you've got all that's of that. Steve, don't say that yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold I'll hold Lauren to that. So Lauren, <laughs> um, I know you've got some various bits of Blue Jays merch around your house. Can you tell me about um, Edwin's shirt that's hanging up behind your dad there? I remember like something in Canada was happening, like a fire or something. And they're like putting them up for auction and then I remember like my mum like we were coming back home and then she had this box absolutely reeked and it was for like four four yeah for the shirts so yeah so what happened the Jays um were auctioning a lot of their merchandise to raise money for the Red Cross after the big fires and um the the deadline for the auction was midnight UK time so Mike put um I think a bet um an auction thing for quite a few jerseys. I think it was eight in total. And I woke up, we woke up at what 7:30 in the morning to say, oh, you want four jerseys. And you we we were the other four, we lost by $10 each. So we could have had all eight. <laughs> had eight. So I was trying to, and obviously we, that was a thing um, odd in time. So all the jerseys we've got are from the Mother's Day game of that particular year. Um, and so I told them, look, I'm going to Canada this year for the summer. So could you leave it there instead of posting it to me? Just because obviously we're going to be there like four weeks time. And my cousin collected, well, got it delivered to my cousin's house. And when we opened it, what she was saying is we opened it in the car because we were so excited. And when we opened it, it still had the smell of sweat from the players. Lovely. Because you had four in one box. When you opened it, it absolutely reeked the car. So, but yeah, we're, we're quite excited. So obviously out of the four is the one that we have in our living room. So who else did you get? Who were the other three? Uh, Osuna. We got Smoke. We and. Yeah, and who was the other one? It was the reliever got from Nationals. He was there for a season. And okay. Getting his name. Um, yeah, he's tucked yeah. away in a box somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably upstairs. Yeah, it's reverse. So, but yeah. So initially, we we thought uh, at the time smoke was really struggling. Um, 
So he got that one quite cheap and obviously he t- turned his career around a little bit after that. Yeah, um, totally. So that kind of went up uh, in our estimation. And then <laughs> obviously the Asuna one. Yeah, uh, went, went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's pretty cool. You know, we, um, yeah, it's, we love sports. So we like to have this yeah. one up. Yeah. And um, you've got some other stuff there. I Storin. can see. Storin, sorry, Steve. Oh, Storin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember him. Think he remembers like out of nowhere. You just <laughs> so, what, what what other merch you got hanging around your house then? So we've got this ball. Do you remember the story of who gave this to you, Lauren? Was it Hernandez. Hernandez. So Hernandez gave Lauren this ball. I missed that game because I was meant. To, I was at the airport picking up my dad, who came late. So I actually missed that entire game. So she got this ball. We got quite a few because we go for. On average, we do between 10 and 13 games every time we go back home. And we've somehow built a collection because when we go, some of the staff will give us the balls <laughs> because oh, they, take some, you know, yeah. they I think they appreciate that we're doing such a long stint and so on. And we kind of got to know some people, which is quite nice just to say hello and people know you by by name, just kind of make it more of a friendly thing. But yeah, Um we still have a lot of the bowls and everything, you know, we've got, we keep everything because sometimes if, if the Jays are, are on TV, we will drink from our cups, pretending we're there and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah. I, I was hoping for your um, your cowboy hat. Uh, I remember you getting on one oh, of Oh, the cowboy hats um, are upstairs. But the thing is, because they're made out of... Um, that really bad straw type thing it got so squished in the suitcases by going back and forth <laughs> that it just doesn't look like a cowboy hat anymore yeah, yeah i do i also remember i i seem to remember lauren you getting uh, strowman's autograph on a ball did, am i am i yes. remembering that yes right? Stro- yes yes strowman yeah. and um so strowman signed um louis and lauren's um ball and and glove and so on and it was really nice because obviously everyone's shouting his name and whatever and i remember louis and lauren were saying please can you come you know it's actually saying please so the reason they ended up getting an autograph is that because they asked politely yeah <laughs> so it was really well nice done. you know just kind of, yeah it was that, that that was pretty cool yeah that was pretty cool and they're brilliant family memories aren't they i mean you know when we've taken our kids over uh, that's the sort of thing that they remember running the bases doing all that sort oh, of the stuff bases yeah oh i remember when um that's the one thing we do every year and i think this year will be louis last possibility of doing because i think it's until the age of 15 or 16 i can't remember um so but we've got videos of ethan the first time he did it and he obviously i had to hold his hand and those are the memories because i never got a chance to do that myself so when I was able to do it with Ethan, I was like, yeah, I'm running the bases. You know, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. And the kids always love that. The podcast home of Blue Jays fans UK. You're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays. So any particular games, apart from, let's put the backflip game to one side, anything that stands out as a family that you've, oh, do you remember that game we were at? where it's a particularly tight game or um, a really exciting end, big uh, walk-off. Well, we, we, we went to um, Tulo's inaugural game when he joined. We were okay. there. That's cool. And David Price, and David Price, David as, Price well. as well. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, popcorn sales when 
through the roof that day. I think. Um, but no, that was pretty cool. Um, and that was the first time Ethan, I think, kind of understood a little bit more of what was going on. Like, you know, obviously at his age, he's still quite small, but I think he got a little bit of an interest. So for him, Josh Donaldson was a player. Like he absolutely loved him. So we've got videos of him pretending to be him or for him to want to get the jersey from the dryer because it says Donaldson at the back. So it's so for him, it's it's those moments for me as a mom. I love them. You know, what about you, Lauren? Do you there one that you remember? Um, well what that what about that one that I missed out because we were losing and I ended up Yeah, so for a game that we actually attended, um I think it was twenty sixteen, maybe seventeen. Yeah, probably 16. There was a game against Red Sox where we were losing quite heavily. Um, mm. I think it was something like 6-2, six, six something like that, going into sort of the seventh, eighth inning. Um, Sandy went and took Ethan down to get ready to run the bases, um, thinking <laughs> that the game is over. And then Blue Jays <laughs> came back uh, in the ninth inning and run, um, won it in the, in the ninth inning. So um, waiting in the queue took forever because it's like, you know, when you go down waiting, there's kind of, I was like, oh my God, is the game going to finish? Oh no, we scored again. And we scored again. I'm like, oh my God, I thought this game was going to end. So it took for, I waited a long time just to wait till the game finished. But it was great. It was absolutely, that was a good one. Yeah. And yeah. and for anybody who's who's not been to a game, uh, I, I think you, you you lot have probably sat just about in every seat in the ballpark. Um, yeah. <laughs> where, where's, where's your favorite, where's your favorite spot to go to? Lauren likes the TD. Yeah. She likes the okay. TD area. Nice. I love the in the action. the free food? No. <laughs> it's, there's no free food anywhere, I'll tell you that. Uh, so I, I love in the action seats. I absolutely love that. Those are the ones right down on the on the playing field. Yeah. You, which one do you like? Uh, probably a bit traditionally, so just, just behind the home plate. Yeah. Um, at, at the hundred level, you know, that down at that. Yeah, that's the where we yeah. tend to tend to. Yeah. So in those rebuilding seasons, we could get um, tickets quite cheap on StubHub and similar uh, apps behind the base, behind home plate there for relatively um, low cost. So that's what we did during those years. And when there's five of us, it's a bar. <laughs> you know, it's um, and, and that's what people sometimes forget is it's the kids are not as cheap as you think they are. You know, like Ethan, you know, as a child, when he was like three or four, we, we still had to pay a premium for some of those tickets. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it's like I said, it's all memories. We only go to Canada once a year. Well, we we've been fortunate enough before COVID to be able to go for the last 10 years. Um, and you know, we was saying to the kids, Oh, we can't go this year because of COVID or the vaccines or whatever, to see that they were gutted not to go kind of that actually they love to go it's not because i'm from there but they actually love to go yeah yeah you know, so yeah it's part of their history it's part of the the you know the fun that they've had growing up and memories that you guys have created for them so to- i totally love the shop the jay's shop it's it's yeah they it's the tradition that when we get to toronto we get to Toronto normally about one o'clock or something um in 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 the afternoon and then we put our suitcases down and the kids are like, right, can we go to the J shop? And I come back with this big receipt. I'm like, why do we always do this? Because <laughs> the kids just go wild going, oh, this and that. And that. But it's, it's the thing, don't we do? We just do that 
like clockwork, we do. Well, to, be, to be precise, it's Taco Del Mar first. Yeah, sorry, is... Taco Del Mar first, and then the J Shaw. Sorry, that is correct. Yeah, uh, and, and Timmy's for, for for your dessert on the way home. Correct. <laughs> and of course, you've uh, been very kind to us that uh, you bought my Abby her uh, jersey when you were over on one of your trips. So it's not only your own stuff. You've been very kind to to get other bits and pieces for. Well, I remember Pav one year couldn't go, and um, and I said, "Oh, I'll get you something." So and he says, "Well, when you get there, let me know." So I remember doing this, like going, "Right, what do you like, Pav? Do you want?" Unless you're walking around the, the the store, showing him everything, so he can see. It's like I was his personal shopper. Of course. At, about after 20 minutes, he says, oh, I don't want anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, it's if if you're fortunate to go like we are, if I can do if we can do anything to try to bring something back for people, we're more than happy to do that. It's, you know, it's the least we can do just to kind of help people. And assuming there's a season next uh, this year now, you guys are going back out again. We've got 13 games booked to Excellent. go. Who are you seeing on that run? Red Sox, Texas. Texas. Oh, we've got Orioles, I think. Um, and we've got somebody from the uh, that we've not seen. Um, Angels, is it? Are we doing Angels this year? I didn't know off the top of my head. Hold on, let me have a look. But yeah, because normally we get Red Sox, always Red Sox, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah, it's the, there's always some A at least. That's bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, so we got about oh, 13. Um, which you know. We, we tend to, what we tend to do is try, before Lawrence started doing Northern Ballet, we would always schedule our trip around where we can get the most games, which was quite good because, you know, we, we know we can get it. But um, but generally, this time we're going to about do just three weeks, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you stay maybe, in the most amazing condo, uh, which is literally, you know, 100, yards, 100 yards down the road, isn't it, towards... Um, uh, the air can not the air can of the center now, but um, yeah, in that direction, isn't it? And it overlooks the ballpark and the steam railway and stuff. So yeah, amazing. So we've got Cleveland, Baltimore, LA, and Chicago Cubs. Oh right, oh okay. We've interleague. Yeah, so that's who we got. So there's two potentially teams. Potentially Texas at Easter, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because Mike and I might be going. Ah. For a long trip, a, a long weekend trip. <laughs> nice, excellent. Oh yeah, so basketball, Raptors, uh, Maple Leaves, and Blue Jays in one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not there to see any of your family. You just go to watch for the. Sport. I just hope that the mother-in-law is happy to keep the three kids. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be delighted. Delighted. Well, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah, we're so we're we're hopefully being being able to because I've never seen the Toronto Maple Leaves at home. Like it's, it's what? never been, wow. well, because a, it's always been priced out and it's always sold out. Um, and obviously the Raptors, they obviously came on site when I was about 13, 14, and then I left Canada temporarily and that's kind of, so I've never really had a chance to even see the Raptors play. So to be able to do those two in one weekend, and then obviously we've got Texas hopefully on the Sunday. So yeah, it'll be quite good. I'm sure not many wives, not how many husbands have wives who actually love to go on holiday to watch sports. I'm not yeah. really sure what the percentage is. <laughs> well, my, my wife's the same. She loves sport. And, um, you know, whatever it is, she's ha happy to go and see it. So every time we've done a trip to Canada, straight to the States, we'll go and, go and see something. Um, so we, we've 
We've not done basketball, actually. Um, we've done NFL, we've done MMB, uh, done NHL, but yeah, haven't, haven't done the basketball yet. I think probably out of the four American sports, that's probably my least favourite. But I think, you know, I just did, never played it much when I was growing up, so... The kids love the Raptors as well. They're quite, especially after the whole thing. I remember waking them up in the middle of the night to watch the game. That was amazing. So, yeah, so they really have embraced themselves into the sports culture, which is quite nice for me. If you've got a story to tell, send us an email, bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. Now, back to Red, White, and Blue Jays. Just, just as we're talking about different sports, just tell us a little bit about uh, I'm sure everybody knows in terms of your Wolfpack uh, connections. How did that start? I, I mean, obviously, living in rugby league heartland, you know, it's all around you guys, much more than it would be where we are. It, was that where the passion... Did, did Mike, were you a big rugby league fan? Is that is that where it all started? Rugby league fan, more of a kind of a secondary sport. I was always more of a football guy, Leeds United, but I, I always followed Leeds, uh, RL and Rhino as well but more of a secondary thing and then when sandy got into it obviously that gave me license to license is it my life <laughs> yeah well, there's only so much sport there's only so much sport you can watch isn't there so you know then it became more of a family thing so yeah so for me weirdly even though i've been here for a long time i never knew about rugby league i knew there was rugby because in canada it's rugby like there was no differentiation as such and um, as you know, I'm always trying to connect Canadians, expats together, and I'm always trying to connect with others like that. So when this new team came about from Toronto playing in the UK, I was getting messages about, have you seen this new team? It's from Toronto, but they're playing in the UK. So when I looked into it, I went to a game just to say, Do you know what? Oh, we're free this weekend. Let's go to this game. And it was against Salford. And I had no idea what was going on, but I absolutely loved it. It had elements of hockey, you know, in terms of the gladiator type, very brutal thing. The speed, you know, was constant. Had no idea about the rules, but I loved it. And it was like, and it took me a long time to get the rules, but I didn't care. I just learned a long process. And through that, I was bringing expats to the game so it's it started to grow that there was more and more coming to the games um because sometimes when you're trying to meet other expats it's hard to say oh let's meet for a coffee not knowing who what they're like whether you have anything in common but because we're we were there to go watch a sport that we might not be fans of but because there's a secondary thing that can break up the conversation and and so on it just became really nice didn't it it kind of was for me, that's the element that I loved is bringing people together through the rugby league. Um, and I got to go to places that I've never been to before. I mean, I'm very much a city girl. So to go into places like Dewsbury and Batley and whatever, I'm like, where are these places? But actually, I probably met some of the nicest people in places that I just naturally wouldn't go to. And it just went from there, really, just kind of always building that community uh, of expats and others who kind of just want to be part of it. Yeah. And so how, how was it when it all came crashing to a close? I took it really hard, not because of, I think it was more how it happened and why it happened and, and the, the voting and how it, you know, it, it's, it's hard to explain it to Ethan, you know, we couldn't tell him for a long time that his team 
weren't there anymore. And if you try to explain to a child that because of people voting, we had no second, you know, second chance at Super League, kids don't understand that. You know, it's, it's, you know, sport is there because of fans, not because of the owners, not because of anything else. So when a team is taken away from fans, like Montreal, you know, the ex- it were taken away from fans and no fans should ever suffer because of the decisions made by other club owners that just had a bit of self-interest. So that kind of was a bit hard. Um, but, you know, they're, they're now following the Rhinos. I got them season tickets because ultimately we love rugby league. So, you know, the Wolfpack will always be, we'll always have some great memories from that, you know, going to Toulouse and, and some things. And it's always about those memories. And that's something that they can't take that away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Amazing. And, and how, how are Leeds doing? Uh, are, are they, where are they I performing? Rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Leeds, Leeds United girl. Right? So, uh, so Rhinos, sorry. Yeah. So right, in terms of rugby league, I was thinking, but yeah. The Super League hasn't started yet. So oh, right, they, okay. we went to, we went to a preseason game on Boxing Day, um, which which was good to get back yeah. into, and then it starts again end of January. Yeah, February. end of January. Yeah, but what was pretty cool is that I'm sure you've heard of Kevin Sinfield's, you know, charity stuff. So his son debuted on Boxing Day. So it was re- I I've never seen Kevin Sinfield play because it was before my time in terms of liking the sport, but to see his son on the field and he did so well. From an outsider point of view, I could see the love that everyone, even the Wakefield fans, were kind of really saying, "Oh my God, it's gener-, you know." It was really nice to see that. Sure. And I think that's a bit I love about rugby league from a fans. It's yeah. very community um, led type thing, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And Leeds United, of course, are just above danger zone. Lauren, are they gonna are they gonna stay up? I think that was that was a sort of yes. Absolutely, she, <laughs> she said. said absolutely. Oh, absolutely! I, you didn't pick it up on the mic. Yeah, absolutely. Great. We were at Ellen Road for a big, big result against Burnley, so that gives us yeah. a bit of a, yeah. a gap um, to them and the bottom well, three. Let, so let's hope Bournemouth don't do a swap with you guys because we're pushing obviously in the championship, and uh, we don't want to be waving to you as we go past each other. But I'm a Liverpool fan, so I know, I know um, you are. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> Seven PM first pitch in Toronto. Midnight first pitch in London. We're Blue Jays fans UK, and we stay up late. You're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays. So back to the Jays. Then give us your thoughts on last year. I mean, it was such a dramatic season, wasn't it? Uh, it was lovely to have full season again some amazing performances by many of the players obviously a really close finish just coming down to that last game close that is an understatement that was like (laughs) yeah i I, I suppose it's sort of of subdued in the back of my memory now but um what were your emotions on that day were were you disappointed were you yeah the season was quite amazing because if we're talking from a sort of probability statistical point of view (laughs) of course (laughs) you know Two or three weeks before that, the chances of the Jays making the playoffs was maybe five percent, and then they went on that run, and then it was up to sort of then. So obviously everybody got their hopes up at that point, and then it's yeah, obviously really disappointing to for it to be dashed on the last day. But it was really fun season yeah. um, to I, follow. I think what it 
what it taught me or what I think it might have opened people's eyes is that it just shows you how those small margin errors that we've done in be- those small games that we should have won that we let go that could have made a difference you know I mean like it's sometimes it takes a situation like that because when you tell non-baseball fans how many games there are you know there's a, you know people go how can you play that? So because the number's so big, I think we take for granted how important every game is in a way. Sure. And I think what happened last year is that we could have, there were games we lost that we shouldn't have lost or, you know, it's, yes. I, so that's the thing that really kind of frustrated me a little bit because I'm like, yeah. oh, if we had just won that game yeah. and it was just because of whatever. Do you know what it was a, yeah, I remember in the early part of the season, there was a lot of one-run ball games you know yes. which we, yeah. we just were on the wrong side of the result uh and they all count and then of course there was that quite infamous uh simeon throw to to vladdy uh which was misplaced and a game we should have just seen out and then end up losing and, and you know there's just all these as you say little little things that all mount up to that final position a lot of injuries in, in the bullpen and obviously losing kirby yates for the season who is obviously um you know um going to be the closer um, for the majority of the season. That's obviously a big blow. And then it, it just carried on getting worse. And obviously they ended up strengthening the bullpen again, but it was just a little bit too late. Yeah. But for me, what I absolutely loved about last year was the entertainment we got from the guys. Like the jacket. I don't it's that, I mean, I go to a lot of business networking and we do talk a lot about sport because it's just something, as you know, I like, and when I talk about baseball and they're like, oh, I'm tr- I do, I want to follow baseball, but I don't know who to pick. When I send them clips of some of our guys and how much fun they have, people are like, do you know what? I think Blue Jays might be my team because I actually like that. It's just different. And I, for me, it gives us so much hope in the next year or two that these guys are building something truly special. And it's not just on the field. It has to be that connection from an, as an individual. And I think there's a lot, there's something, spe- I, yeah, I definitely think there's something really special there. I'd just like to give credit to Shapiro and Atkins. I was always an advocate for them when they, the Shatkins crowd were around on the social media. And I think they're building something really sustainable and deserve a lot of credit for that. Yeah, totally. Mm. No, right with you. Where do you sit with Charlie? How did you feel about his role last year, where he might go? What might happen <laughs> this coming season if, if we get one? Um, I mean, you can always pick faults with Everybody. decisions, can't you? Especially bullpen decisions and things like that. But, you know, I think the most important thing is that he has created a positive atmosphere in the, you know, in the um, within the team and in the locker room. So, um, it's, especially if the rumours are true that, the previous generation that were there had a bit of more of a toxic attitude environment. So if that is true, because obviously there's stories and we never know, but if that is true to create something like they are now and his personality enables that, you know, he play, you know, that he's very different to any coach we've ever had before. He is, you know, that Latin side of him or whatever, and clearly is helping kind of bring a bit of fun to the whole um, environment. And I think that is a, a person, that's a characteristic that you can't really 
find naturally in people, you know. Yeah. And there's a strong international contingent now, isn't there, as well? So it probably helps them feel more at home and... uh, because Toronto's an international city, so you might as well. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So, so looking f- forward, to, uh, you know, assuming we do get a season, um, where do you think we're going to end up? Uh, <laughs> it's difficult to say. I, I think it's, I think it's probably going to be a, fight, a bit of a dogfight, like it was last season, because um, the other ALS East teams are no mugs, and they're they're getting stronger as well. So. Um, you know, Tampa is still going to be good. Yankees, um, you know, Red Sox surprised a lot of people, including me last year. Um, so you know, if they can repeat that next year, it's just going to be really, really tough. But then, if you think about the thing is, because we lost two key players that really impacted positively to the Jays, the question is, how are they going to replicate that? Because if you take those two players out, we clearly how are we going to make up those numbers you know the home run so that for me that's my only worry is you know like Simeon how the hell are we going to replicate or have any do we have anybody who can provide that kind of support like he has you know kind of thing so for me that's the only I don't know we haven't bought anyone that we are like wow you know it's and maybe there is a plan behind the scenes, but at the moment, I just yeah. don't, yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be signing a, a big-name infielder at some point who will either play second or third base. Yeah, I think that's the weak point for me is the second, third base positions. Um, you know, as much as we love the sort of Biggios and um, uh, the Espinals of this world, it, it, it's it's still a weak part of the field. Yeah, I think those two, those two will be good in kind of... Um, as versatile role uh, filling in um, final piece, just a really strong, reliable, probably hopefully big name infielder will hopefully put us in a sort of a similar kind of uh, situation last year, and we can um, continue to improve with some yeah. good dance moves. Because we need more to be proud. <laughs> is, that, is that for your TikTok? Uh, no, I, I might be retiring soon because I think I'm embarrassing my kids too much. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I, never, never let it be said, Sandy. Never let it be said. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 do, do you think we're going to get a season? I mean, that's the, obviously the big unknown at the moment, isn't it? I think there will be. I think there will be because, like, the Leafs are playing without fans. You know, I think I can cope. Not I have like I, I didn't mean from the, the from the COVID perspective. I meant in terms of um, uh, the, the the breakup between the players' association uh, and, and, and so on. All right, you, COVID's always in my head at the moment. So uh, well, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. The people, you know, the journalists and people with more of an inside knowledge than I do think that they will resolve it. Um, if not by spring training, then yeah. somewhere near towards the start of the season. So. Yeah, let's hope so. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I, they're, they're in the know with that. Because my yeah. view is I think they would resolve it because so much money has been lost already. Do you know what I mean? Like from COVID, that could they really risk having that lockout to then not have, do you know what I mean? So I think maybe yeah. it might be a financial thing. They go, do you know what? We've got to make it happen. <laughs> the other thing, a lot of teams have already invested quite a lot in free agents. So I suspect if they weren't confident that there was going to be a season, I don't. I imagine that they would have been more reticent, and they wouldn't have splashed that cash already. 
Well, let's hope let's hope it happens because the last time it happened was the first season that I ever saw the Jays play. So, uh, <laughs> oh god, back in '94. So uh, there you go. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, fingers crossed that it all, all, all takes place. You're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast of Blue Jays Fans UK. I want to end up uh, this evening getting your thoughts. So these are my little quick fire ten questions. Do you want to do it as a, a collective Shipley answer? Or do you want to each have your own little stats? We'll, we'll see as we go. So who is your favourite player from 2021? Oh, I can't hear Lauren, unfortunately. She whispered in our ear, Simeon. <laughs> Simeon yeah. for Lauren, okay. Uh, Mike, who are you with? Um, it's a difficult one. Um, I like Simeon as well. Um, so I, I like that sort of consummate professional kind of low-key kind of guy a bit like edwin who just gets on the job but absolutely crushes it um but uh yeah for me it was vladdy because i think he just brought the group together i think his energy for me is what kind of got the whole chemistry going so it's i'm not even thinking about what he did on the field it's more what he did off the field and bringing everyone together and trying to cheer people up when they for me that's why he's he's my favorite yeah i'd also sort of say tiosca hernandez because he was there through the the rebuilding year so it's really great to see him thrive yeah. as well yeah totally I, and I he gave us a ball yeah he there's loads of them actually that you know obviously vladdy's the the out and out winner in terms of mvp stuff but um but i think in terms of team dynamic it's been brilliant as you say all those guys have, have played their part uh favorite player of all time who, who would you go with? Me, I will say Tulo because it's the one that kind of brought the kids really into it. The Tulo whiskey and, the t- and yeah. you know, like for me, that's, yeah, that, for me, that's the player. Not even the ones from before were as a kid. For me, as a family thing, for me, it was Tulo, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, for, for me, it's Edwin. Um, he was yeah. there at the start when I first started watching. And then, yeah, he's kind of the kind of player at, I kind of like to root for, um, yeah. and obviously he was amazing. So yeah, yeah I'll go Where are you, Lauren? Definitely to the Wixkey. Yeah, another yeah. Tulo fan. <laughs> Lots of Tulo fans around. Yeah, my daughter was uh, a big fan of Tulo as well. Um, favorite non Jays player? Who have you liked seeing? You've seen a lot of other teams. Possible. Anybody... <laughs> Is it possible? Yeah. Anybody that you've been impressed by Altista doesn't play for Jays anymore does he? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people struggle with this one I'm I'm one of those that I don't necessarily follow other teams or even players in any of the sport that I follow because my heart and energy is always into whoever even when Do- Josh Donaldson left I yeah. didn't even and he was a, a good, great player that I love to follow yeah. I didn't afterwards because I have not much time to follow everybody else because we watch so much Toronto teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I'll hard. see uh, Otani's pretty amazing. Yeah. What yeah, he's, it's what extraordinary, he's isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's that picture that I really don't like in the the Rays. There's a picture, blue eye. He looks like he's 16. No, no, who is I it? Who about. is it? Really There's know. one player that I absolutely yeah, I despise. Say. I cannot Came talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't stand him. I cannot stand him because he's so good. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, really? 
<laughs> that's probably what I know about other players is when they're very good against us. I'm like, I don't yeah. like you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so your favorite ballpark away from from Rogers Center? Have you guys actually watched baseball as a family elsewhere at all? Well, it's it's, it's a plan of ours. One on one of our trips, when Ethan is older, because obviously he's just eight, and we want him to really kind of be old enough to talk to kind of cope as fly maybe to Toronto and then kind of following the team as they go along, and maybe do like New York and whatever. I've I've been to the old. Yankee Stadium and to um, yeah, Seattle yeah. when yeah. I was traveling across yeah. North America in 99. Um, so that's before I really understood baseball and was really into it. Um, but I did see Seattle and um, uh, Randy Johnson pitching. Um, so even though I probably didn't appreciate it as much as some other people, yeah, yeah it was a pretty cool experience. Seattle's quite a nice ballpark, isn't it? So, yeah, Safeco Field. Yeah. Isn't Lots it? of Jays fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's Toronto. It's Toronto 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sky Dome West. Uh, um, brilliant. Okay, uh, your favourite baseball food. Now, you've definitely had a lot of that over the years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where do you start? Because we uh-huh. have like a starter main and dessert <laughs> so what's your favorite lauren it's either the ice cream because like the hat or the pretzels she loves the ice pretzels. Cream pretzels okay yeah what about you in the tv comfort zone it had this cauliflower thing yeah you remember what like it's buffalo? like buffalo cauliflower it's like, like buffalo really wings. spicy yeah. cauliflower thing so i'm vegetarian so ah, my, okay. my yeah, so my my um, menu choice is fairly limited, but uh, it's changing. Yeah, um, I love the poutine. You know, yeah. like at 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 the J at Roger Center, they have this nice little area now where they have like a fresh market type um, food stall thing. So I like to go there for a lot of the food. Um, so I like the the their poutine is really nice um, with the beef jerky on top and so on like that. So that's really nice. But I'm yeah, I'm the ice cream, the popcorn, yeah, you know, that kind of Sweet thing. And tooth. it's such a safe environment. The kids just go off and buy more food and I can just sit down now. So that's yeah. quite nice. But that's not safe when you send them away with the uh, the cash in hand. And uh, oh, no, no, it's a card. And then it's like, oh, my yeah. God, why am I just giving yeah, them a yeah, card? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's yeah, it's the popcorn's yeah. always popular, always. And your drink, your favorite drink to go with that? Um. I'm so boring. I always have a double double. <laughs> oh, Sandy, you, you you bought in well and truly. I can't help it. Day. Two dollars, then I get a double double. <laughs> yeah, I'll normally take the opportunity to have a have a beer unless Should it's really cold. Yeah, Lauren, yeah. what would you have with your ice cream? Fanta. But I remember one time we went to a game and I got them slushies and it melted within like less than five minutes it was like really hot like 32 and the slushies were in those tubes yeah and it melted so quickly it was liquid before we knew it so that was probably the most expensive thing i ever bought there because it didn't last at all (laughs) excellent day or night game what what do you definitely night night game for lauren okay yeah what about you mike um I don't know because the day games we take we take Ethan with us and it's a bit more of a, a family yeah. affair. Yeah. So it, that's nice in that part, but I don't like it when it's too warm and they're yeah. very uh, British oh, in that way. Oh my god! Always oh, <laughs> complaining. Sort of, sort of down on me. So 
And yeah, if you get a good night game with a good atmosphere, um, yeah. that's probably my preference. See, for me, it's neither. It's when it's closed. I Roof's love closed. when the roof is closed because it echoes. And I love the echo of the cheer. So when we score a home run, the cheer is like three times louder. So for me, even though I obviously like it when the roof's open, there is something special when it's closed and the the whole stadium just sounds louder. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've you've preempted my last question, but we'll uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. Um your favorite Jay's color, uh, jersey color. So we've definitely got... not the baby blue or gray. It's a no for me. I'm a traditionalist, the blue. Okay. Blue, blue. Yeah. Your, Even though I your, am wearing the red, you're wearing your Canada red. Yeah, yeah. I do like the the actual traditional dark yeah. blue. The dark blue. Yeah, yeah. I have a bit of aversion to the red because of the bad luck. Yeah, yeah. It's just rub- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got my red cap on tonight. But, uh, yeah, they've never um, played well in the jerseys in the in the Canada <laughs> jerseys. Of the yeah, and a football thing as well. I don't like red in football <laughs> teams. So, uh, <laughs> so definitely. Definitely one of the others. Um, don't have a strong preference with the other. I I, I like to get them all really. The other yeah. ones, but not the red. Not yeah, the red. I tell you, a lot of people like the grey. Uh, Lauren, what's your favourite? Uh, probably the white one. The white one. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I can never We've got have a white every colour. We've got I every colour in this house. Just gets too dirty <laughs> with my white one. I was... <laughs> Spill the ketchup or whatever down it. Not, not a good thing. Your favourite jersey number. What is it, Lauren? Two. <laughs> oh, I thought you might say that. It's always, it's always been ten for me. Not not just because of Edwin. It's just football and other sports. I've always I've always picked number ten. Yeah, centre forward through and through. Excellent. Uh, Sandy, Mine got, is. Uh, you got two as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too low fandom going. Apparently, on I stole her favourite player. I didn't realise it should be. Yeah, it's going to be a big family argument after this finishes. I can tell. Uh, and you've answered the question already, Sandy. But uh, roof open or roof closed? We know it's uh, closed for you. What about you guys? Yeah, I just love the the view. Um, and I think if it's closed and there's not a great atmosphere, it's a little bit echoey. Um, <laughs> We're clearly very on. No, if it's loud, it, 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 it's fine. You know, it's good, but. You know, on a a Wednesday <laughs> evening, you know, against Baltimore during the rebuild years, and it's closed. It's a little bit echoing. Yeah, yeah. But I do like it open when you see the people doing the edge walk, and you see these like red dots. That that, yeah. that is pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. What well, you learn? Uh, uh, probably open. Open as well. Yeah. yeah. Open at night or open in the day. I love a daytime. Yeah, daytime one. Yeah. You can get yeah. a tan while I'm watching the game. Yeah, You know, totally. multitasking. Like mul- mul- multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is an amazing view, isn't it? When you you can you see the CN Tower and what have you on a clear blue sky and day. And I'm so glad they're not getting rid of it. Yeah. I, I was one of those that I didn't want a new venue because I think there is potential. And it is iconic. You know, it is iconic in the sport. Yeah. Um, in the city. And in just in, in, in arenas and sport in stadiums in general. Sure. So I'm really glad. What about you, Steve? Do you are you glad on that? Or you yeah. were not bothered or I, well, no, again, it was well, it's more just uh, memories of of going to games there. Um, you know, and I didn't follow them uh when they were at the exhibition stadium, so I've only ever known the sky dope. 
so the thought of that going, I was like, oh, that's quite sad. But obviously, Red Sox have done quite a sort of redevelopment of, of Fenway, and and of course they've done Anfield here at, at Liverpool, uh, and have have kept an iconic stadium. And so I was really pleased to hear that. Um, I'd, I'd like to know what they're going to do and how they're going to improve things. I think obviously one of the big question marks has been about the artificial turf and uh, the issues that causes, and they've certainly improved it from those early days. Um, but it would be lovely to get to a place where perhaps they could get natural grass into the into the ballpark and I'd like to get that to grow. Uh, the one thing for me about Sky Dome is you know you're always going to get a game. Um, and I think particularly for us guys coming from the UK, to spend all that money to go and see a game. Um, we did go uh, to Fenway on one of our trips and uh, the game did happen, but there was a massive rain delay uh, in the middle of the game. And, and that's the risk you take um, when you go and watch watch baseball that you get, get get a wipeout and there's nothing you can do about it but at least at least at the um sky dome you, you can you can always see a game so it is pretty cool watching the, the stadium opening the roof go it, i i really yeah. like watching it but it's yeah. like it's going and you don't realize all of a sudden it's like god it takes forever and then all of a sudden yeah. it's closed i'm yeah, like yeah. how's it go it feels like it goes really slowly and so, then all of a sudden it's like oh it's closed yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah that, yeah. that you, you're all right yeah it's a great place uh lots of lots of memories so guys thank you so much for your time tonight it's been always fun to talk to you i know we've chatted lots over the uh, over the years but um great to get you down on tape and uh i'm sure lots of people will be uh thrilled to, to hear about your stories and your memories and bits and pieces that you've done um It'd be great. Just just give us a few of your social handles. Uh, I know Sandy, you're probably the the most prevalent one on social media. Out of the fact, yeah, Mike's nodding. Um, just just tell people where they can get hold of you and say hi. Um, do you know what? I don't even know mine by heart. I think it's Sandy D Shipley on Twitter um, and something similar like that on Instagram. Something but similar. <laughs> can I just give a Can I just give a shout out to everyone I've met through our events that that we've held in in Leeds. Um, I will be planning to organize another one this season once we obviously know what the situation is. Um, there are a couple of locations I've been speaking to. So look out if you're in the Lancashire, Yorkshire area. Um, yeah. It will be for season opening type game, but it will be sometime hopefully in April or, or May. So I really yeah. miss those events. They were really good, weren't they? You you came to one of them, didn't I did. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Travelled north. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, no, it was lovely. I couldn't understand anything anybody said, but yeah, it was great being there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you had a good time. <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. had a great time. No, it was, it was really cool. And I think they are fun. You know, I've been to several um sort of down here in london and, and and on the south coast uh and they're always good to catch up with you know any baseball fan to be honest um uh, you know we all love the game and um yeah to be able to get together with other people who have a a common interest and a love for the sport is is a good thing and we, we've had some zoom parties as well haven't we that we've done and uh, yeah you know, we've, we've yeah kept, remember that kept the and it was really with. weird because depending on how you're watching it was how delayed you were so we couldn't it was really because we didn't realize who was watching like three seconds behind so if we scored a home run they're like yeah like well, what's think, going I, on I, I think, it's like yeah i think because lee 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 hatfield who's uh one of our, our our admins on the facebook group is based in canada so he was watching it on tv which of course was yeah. way, <laughs> way ahead of us so poor bloke couldn't, couldn't respond until the last person <laughs> knew something was going on so 
Good fun. Definitely, guys, definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Steve. Oh, pleasure thank to have you. you. And uh, guys, thank you so much for listening in again this evening. Um, always good to, to hear your comments and uh, feedback. And don't forget, please get in touch with me if you'd like to come on and just tell us a little bit about your Blue Jays stories. I'd love to hear from you. But for now, we'll say goodbye and see you soon. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.